All right, and let's get going on another episode of Sunday Pour. Coming at you on uh, Monday evening. Going to recap the final two episodes of The Last Dance. And uh, as now, we're now left with the realization that there are no sporting events remaining in the immediate future. Uh, but before we get going on that, my name is Anthony. I'm here on the horn as always with my cousin Ant. Ant, how the fuck's it going? And what are you drinking tonight? Uh, doing all right. I have a Budweiser in front of me. How about yourself? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even get anything. I just I forgot to even get something until I was about to ask you. And I was like, shit, I don't have anything. And you never asked me. So I didn't think it was, <laughs> was going to be a big deal. <laughs> so, of course, I don't have shit in front of me. Uh, I'm not going to bore the audience with my trip to the fridge. But uh, actually, before we get rolling, I got a little, I got a little bone to pick with you. Okay. Uh, today in the one of the group chats we're in together, you you decided you were going to outsource golf picks for this coming weekend for this uh, charity event. Yeah. You know you don't trust you don't trust me to pick uh, Phil and, and and Brady versus. Woods I was and- just I was just trying to read the room. <laughs> I don't think there's any, anybody taking it. No, I mean, well, I mean, I don't know how you handicap two, you know, quarterbacks playing golf. But yeah, I guess you, I guess you could handicap the professionals. That's got to be, yeah. It's the only way to look at it, right? Yeah, just looking to uh, grow the brand a little bit. Maybe get some golf people on our uh, <laughs> on our page. Do you? Who do you think? Like, who in that group chat would be better to have than me? Well, Stein follows it pretty closely. He's a big golf guy. He follows golf. He doesn't follow the group chat. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I don't uh, know. I was just looking, was just looking right. to get some, uh, just some feelers. All right. I was a little, I was a little I insulted. Even, I, didn't even, I didn't even know it was Sunday until literally this morning. Well, I was a little insulted by it. All right. Well, Same. who do you like? I, like you said, I'm going with uh, Mickelson. I feel like Tiger's there. I feel like Tiger tries to be a little too cool for school sometimes, and uh, like Mickelson is the real deal. Com- compet- like, like obviously Tiger in his heyday, most like one of the most competitive guys in the world, but he he was always just blowing people out. It's not it's not in Tiger's nature. Like head to head, he never did well in like uh, Ryder Cups and shit like that. Yeah. So I just uh, I got like Phil's gonna come out, and if Phil gets if Phil gets rolling. Tiger's not going to have it in him to come back. Tiger's going to want to put on a show. I think he's all about his like cleaning up his image these days, and he wants people to like him. I think he's always kind of wanted people to like him. And can now, we... and now that he's not as good as he was in golf, and people aren't throwing themselves at him because he's the he's the best golfer and the hottest thing to ever come across the tour. Um, I just like Tiger's in there just 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 to look good. And, and feels... what are the what are the teams again? I don't even know what the teams are. That's the only that's the problem is Mickelson is playing with Brady. Nicholson is playing with Brady. Yeah. And Woods is uh Woods is playing with, with Peyton. And there you go. I mean, there's two marketing guys first and two competitors first. Like Brady's gonna want to win. I assume Brady's gonna want to win just like like a Jordan would want to win something. Yeah. Like the obsessive nature of winning. And I, I think this Woods and uh and and Peyton are there for the airtime. That's what I feel. Huh. And they're underdogs, Phil. Yeah, they are underdogs. Weird. That's that's weird to me because Phil's Phil's smoked Tiger. Phil's owned them for the past like five years, or whatever. Tiger came back. 
Yeah, I have no idea. Oh. Well, I, I mean, I would lean towards taking the underdog just because I, when I have no idea on something, I would take the underdog. But yeah. I, I have no clue. It's just that's also just tough to root for Brady. So that's why that's why Woods and Peyton are uh, uh, just you don't you just don't you don't they probably want it. That's probably who the, where the money's going to just because people don't want to root for Brady. <laughs> yeah, and and Woods is Woods. So Woods is always going to have money coming in. Just for just for his name, even when he's not good, people bet on him because they want they want to bet on him when he's yeah when he's he kind of turns it around. He's the Cowboys, That's yeah, what he is. exactly. Yep. Public public team. So I could I could see both those guys being insufferable though, Manning and Woods. If they're, they're mic'd up and shit, oh, I'm sure they will. Be. Uh, Woods is gonna make some terrible jokes. Yeah, it's gonna be ugly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so we wrapped up by the last dance Sunday night. Um. And probably the two episodes I would watch again. I got to watch any of that stuff again, but these might be the two that you throw on. Like once it's on Netflix or whatever, like I'm not going to watch the whole thing again, but I'll watch those last two. At least yeah. to me. I don't know. I don't know what you thought, but those. Nah, it puts a nice bow on his career. You know, those yeah. two series against the Jazz, basically. Yeah. And, you know, and they touch on the Pacers, obviously, which you got to do. Yeah, that first uh, one, that first one kind of sandwiched the Pacers in between the Jazz stuff. Um, yeah, a lot of the, the Reggie Miller stuff I thought was really good. Yeah, uh, you just forget just how just cocky Reggie was, and he was as much of a competitor as anybody that there was in the league, and just never stopped. Like he was just always moving on the court. I felt like he was like, always running off picks and shit, and and not only his legs always moving, his mouth was always moving. He was he was a top tier shit talker, and uh, it was it was kind of cool to see. I always, you always looked at those Pacers teams as a team that, almost like the little engine that could. Yeah. But you forgot how good we touched on it last week. We forgot how good and and solid that they were for a long time. And yeah. Because of, pretty, because of Reggie. They were pretty deep too at the end there. That was probably their best team, I would say. Maybe even better than the team that went to the finals a couple of years later. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mark, you know, Mark Jackson. Obviously, they had. Uh, What's his face down low? They have Dale Davis and Antonio. Yeah, Davis. they had Davis. They had both Davises. Yeah, both Davises. Obviously, Smith. Yep. Uh, you could argue that this was probably their best team, and who, I mean, who knows if they ended up getting past that series in '98? What happens? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Reggie was just the guy. He definitely was an overachiever. Uh, definitely got the most out of his talent. He obviously, I mean, he's known as a clutch shooter. That, that first and foremost, deadly. Like, yeah, deadly. Yeah. Uh, I think it was ironic. I think he only made like a couple all team NBAs in his career, Reggie Miller. Right. I mean, he's playing behind like Jordans on, yeah, as a, a two guard. <laughs> right. I don't even think he ever made first team or second. I think he was just like third team a couple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just the guy, you know, obviously one of the best clutch shooters you'll ever see, one of the best three point shooters you'll ever see. Oh, yeah. Uh, definitely a guy who could have played today. Uh, with that said, I couldn't fucking stand him. <laughs> Could not stand him. Just his, just his. I mean, and he, you know, all that stuff was to get under the opponent's skin, and I'm sure under the, you know, under your the skin. fans. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, just that shot he hit in Game Four against the Bulls. Oh uh, yeah, you know, jumping was, up and down. I remember that one like it was yesterday, man. And yeah. that I, that Jordan shot when he came back and it rimmed out. It's like Jesus. Yeah, like, it looked like it was going in. It's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. Although. 
it was a little bit of uh, I can't even say home cooking because it was on the road, but the fact that he was able to double pump and it was like 0. 0.7 seconds, <laughs> yeah. there's no way he had enough time to get that <laughs> shot off. Uh, but yeah, I mean that and that shot's huge. Pippen missing those free throws is huge at the end of that yep. game. Yeah, uh, which set it up for Reggie to hit that three because if they don't. I mean, if they don't win that game, it's probably a five game series and nobody's talking about. Bulls Pacers from 1998. Yeah, no, man. I mean, that's 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 playoffs, though, man. You get an inch here, an inch there. You take it and run with it, and do what you can with it. I mean, that's uh, that's what makes like the the double three peat even that much more impressive. Is that they, you know, not that they didn't they didn't get all the rolls, but you know, they 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 stood up to when other team got a break, they stood up to it, and they just turned turned around and got their made their own break the next time around. Yeah, whether it was in like you know whether it was in the finals or whether it was in uh you know a, a series like this, you know or those or those Knicks series or, or or whatever. But there's always there's always adversity, and it's just a matter of stepping up to it when when it comes down the pike. Yeah, it was probably the first time in the well. I mean, you got to count the Magic series, which they lost. We talked about that last week. Yeah, ninety five. But it was probably the first time in the Jordan championship era, so from 91 on, mm-hmm. where they actually looked vulnerable in that yeah. series. Mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't lose a home game, so they held home court, but they just didn't, they didn't, um, they just, they couldn't drive the stake through Indiana. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's what a tough team does, man. I mean, they just, they, they, they had, they had the bodies down low to, to back. That was, that was always the Bulls shortcomings. They didn't have much up front. I mean, it was, you know, not not a knock. Luke Longley is a fine player, but you know when you have the Davis brothers and like even like Aaron McKee and Rick Smith, like all those guys are Aaron McKee's more small forward, but you know, yeah. it's, it's on their body down there. You know you're you're not going to be able to keep up. I mean that's you know Rodman can only do so much, but he was. I mean if it, if it wasn't for Rodman being the best in the game of what he did, you know that's a glaring weakness on on those Bulls teams. Yeah, um, is that front court. Uh, it, but, was just, you know, it was weird to see the bull. I feel like the bull. It was so crazy in the nineties because every playoff series seemed to, even though they're all different, they all seemed to fit the same mold. Whereas they never played a seventh game, mm-hmm. which obviously in this series they ended up playing a seventh game. And the only mm-hmm. other seventh game Jordan played in, in the nineties was the, against the Knicks. Yep. And they would. It, it usually wasn't. There weren't too many sweeps either. They would usually. You know, give the other team a game, possibly two. Obviously, in the finals, they were all six games except for the first one. Mm-hmm. So it was ironic seeing them. Like you're watching that Pacers series. I remember in real time because I was old enough now where I was a fan and I'm you know glued to every game. Yep. You expect them to win Game Four and go up three one and take care of business in Game Five. Sure. And even yeah. after that's over, it's like okay, they go back, they take care of business in Game Five. It's like all right, they're gonna close them out in six. And I remember mm-hmm. – I don't know if they really showed this in the documentary. I could, maybe I just didn't write it down. But I'm pretty sure Jordan had a bad turnover at the end of game six. Did they show that? I don't recall. No. I, don't I think, think so. he got – I think he had a bad turnover and got stripped or something. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, that was – this is the first time where uh, you saw them a little bit somewhat vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was great, like, mental warfare. I think it was after game – was after game four – when Jordan was sitting there in the press conference and he was just talking about, he's like, you still got to go through Chicago. Yeah. He, he was, yeah. About, you, he mentioned Utah by name and obviously mm-hmm. Indiana. 
Mm. And then after game, and then after game six, after they lose again, he gar- I don't know if it was at the podium or if it was before game seven, but he guaranteed victory, which I had forgotten all about. Yeah, so we will win game seven. Yeah, yeah. And there's yep. a story. I don't know if you heard about the Phil's pregame speech before. I think they showed it, right? Uh they showed him a being interviewed. Bit. I don't know if they showed the pregame speech. They show him being interviewed though, and he said like, "We're like, you know, I told the team they can lose this one." Yeah, yeah and I apparently. I had heard. I don't know if this is true or not, but I had heard <laughs> on a. On a I think I was listening to a podcast, or I was reading an article today. Yeah. Uh, that I guess like Jordan stood up after that speech and he was like, "Fuck that, we're not losing." <laughs> like basically, like, no, it's not okay. <laughs> well, that's why Phil said that. So to get to get Jordan going, probably said, "Look, probably this guy, yeah, does, yeah. This guy does not want to hear the L word, man." Let's <laughs> let me say, let me see what I could do to rile him up. Um. Yeah. So they they talk about that Pacer series. And uh, they also they, they they kind of flip back and forth. They go to that first jazz series, yeah. And they first of all, I do want to mention one jazz thing that I think it was David Aldridge said like it was the best pass he'd ever seen any point guard make ever. And it oh, was like Stockton, the, yeah, yeah, the Stockton rebound like one, he dribble it and then just kind of in one motion, just go just it, just put yeah, it right maybe in the hands. one dribble. Yeah. One dribble. Top. It was, yeah. and it was like a perfect, perfect pass. Oh yeah, it, it was that. I forgot, I'd forgotten all about that, and it was. I mean, Aldridge said it. I was like, "What the perfect pass?" I'm trying to remember what it was, and they showed it. I was like, "Oh yeah, this was heartbreaking." <laughs> I forgot that was. We thought we were in trouble after that one, and then they get into uh, you know the flu slash food poisoning game, the COVID game. Uh, now. Uh, first of all, do you, you want to touch on the conspiracy? Do you think he was poisoned by these uh, five mysterious delivery people? I have no idea. The only <laughs> thing I would say is if you're trying to be discreet, why would you send five delivery men? Yeah, that's why I think the five guys were just trying to get a glimpse. They knew who they knew the bulls were in the you know in the building. They were probably trying to get a glimpse and see who who it was. If it was Rodman and Carmen Electra, if it was you know Pippen or whoever, you know they just want to get yeah. a, a glimpse. That was it. Uh-huh. I have no idea what to think about what happened. It obviously wasn't the flu. We right. know we can we can rule that out. Yeah. I mean, yeah, is I it possible it was just a, a by sheer luck it was a bad pizza? Yeah, definitely possible. Cuz it'd be hard to like plan out poisoning someone like how do you know that where that pizza's going? If, Jordan's not coming out with a 20 paying the kids, you know what I mean? I mean, if if <laughs> it, if if it was thought to be intentional, like there would be all kinds of lawsuits. Yeah, there's got to be more to the story. And <laughs> yeah. You're never going to know about it because Jordan surrounded himself with such like a tight group of like tight-lipped guys that you're you're never going to know. How come? G- how come Jordan have like a a food tester? <laughs> yeah, like the dictators have. <laughs> yeah, Kim Jong definitely has one of those. Oh yeah, yeah. Sure. That's uh... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's something. There's definitely more to the story, and it's like it's like we were talking about the Kennedy. Like we're never gonna know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's maybe a better chance we know about this, but I doubt. I doubt anybody uh, gives it up. And people saying it's a hangover. I don't buy that either because, like, there's no. You tell me Jordan couldn't shake. I mean, he used to drink all the time. But I don't think he's even. Like, he may have a beer too, but he's he's controlling himself during the playoffs. They're in the finals on the road. He's not getting shit faced in Utah. I feel so, like that story would have came out unless he was just yeah. drinking with like his security team. Yeah, they're just holding up the lie after all these years. 
Yeah, like if it was it. if it was teammates, like someone's given that story. I don't for believe a it. book deal. Yeah, I don't. I would never believe it's it's a hangover because if it was a hangover, he would hide it a lot more than he was hiding it. You don't want people to know you're hungover. You no, know, I, you, you 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 show up. Then you show up to like I don't know. I show up to like Easter morning. You know, when I was younger, and I'm doing everything everything I can to hide the fact that I'm hungover, or yeah, uh, thanks or like Thanksgiving, and I'm and I'm. I, was, I stopped drinking like six hours ago and I just, I, I'm, all right, just go in, man. Just act normal. <laughs> That's it. I'm yeah. not, I'm not hanging on somebody for, for help. I'm not, I'm not looking for, I might be drinking a little bit more water than usual as I'm trying to rehydrate. But sure. other, other than that, though, I'm, I'm hiding the fact that I'm hungover. So I'm, he's not going on national TV, hanging on Scottie Pippen, making it known that he's, uh, you know, battling exhaustion. Yeah, so that's, I mean, that's why I just land on it being some sort of food poisoning. Yeah. I can't, I don't, I, I don't know what else it could have been. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? no, I, th- I think, I think food poisoning is definitely the culprit, right? And, and I think it might have been just sheer luck. I don't think yeah. he was poisoned. They never said what was on the pizza. I'm curious to know what he was eating. Uh, I, I, I can't imagine there being Utah pizza that's delivering to a hotel at midnight. That's, or 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. I can't that's... imagine there's a very good pizza place out there that's. Yeah, that's uh, the biggest red flag is he ordered pizza in Salt Lake City. Yeah, exactly. So it's right a, there, yeah. you're like, you know what? It's probably not out of the uh, realm possibility that it was just a shitty pizza. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got a feeling that Jordan's not just a straight up pepperoni guy either. He's put some weird shit on there. I don't think Jordan? He's put, yeah, I don't think he's doing pineapple, but I, don't, I think he's going to he's, – he's doing like uh, meat lovers or he's doing like uh, – some protein on there. Yeah, he's throw. He's loading it up. He's not. He's not a, just a straight pepperoni guy, cheese guy. He's loading up. With you something. don't think so? I don't know. Mushrooms and something like there's. There's gonna be some shit on there. I was gonna say he's from New York, but he didn't really live in New York, right? Yeah, down in the right, yeah, so, yeah. He could. He's probably eating some weird shit on pizza. I wish they had gotten into that. That's just my own personal. <laughs> if I was doing the uh, interviews, what exactly was on the pie? That's what I wanted to know. Yeah, and you know what? Jordan was the guy who would help hold a grudge. Mm-hmm. Like if he if there was a pizza place that poisoned him, like Oh yeah, he, Jesus. He's yeah, the, the the amount of the the guy holds a grudge like uh like a Sicilian for shit's sake. He's he's talking, you know, shit about Gary Payton. <laughs> yeah. In last week's episode, right? Yeah, he would not be he would not be as uh if that was intentional, he would he would not be as uh understanding. He ended Le Bradford Smith's career for a made-up grudge. It never even happened. <laughs> he started Le Bradford. He gave him his start and then ended it the very yeah. next day. It was like Shutter <laughs> Island, man. The guy was having conversations that didn't even exist <laughs> after games that he won. <laughs> That's what he's talking about. I have episode nine on right now. Stockton passes one dribble. And, yeah, uh, re- rebound, rebound one dribble. Did he even ever yeah. touch the left hand or was it all just like – Never touched the left hand. That's think. amazing. Maybe yeah. to, yeah, maybe to like gradle it, but no, I don't think so. Fluid, man. Yeah, underappreciated yeah. player. This uh, and I think oh, yeah. Stockton this point. was a clutch player, man. He was clutch too. Yeah. And the and the Jazz. The crazy thing about Utah is, and I don't remember too much about them in the early '90s, but they like they were a team that just couldn't get over the hump. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like forever, man. Because Malone got there. What was Malone drafted? Like eighty seven? Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, eighty five. Yeah, somewhere in the mid eighties. 
So he was there a while, and Stockton was there when same around the same time. Yeah, they were. So I mean, it was Stockton and Malone for a while. Yep. Oh yeah. And uh, they had some good. I'm pretty sure they were upset at some point, uh, like when they were supposed to maybe go to the finals or whatever. You know, just beaten by a lower seed. Mm -hmm. And then that shot against and Stockton was a clutch player, man. I know Malone. We're probably gonna shit on Malone a little bit, but Stockton, (laughs) Stockton was a clutch player, man. Stockton was a guy who you look at as. What like one of the best? I don't think I'm exaggerating by saying it's like one of the best shooting point guards. Well, he knew when to shoot, and that's why people had to respect what he could do, you know, handling the ball. So he wasn't taking like contested shots, but yeah, he he knew. No, he, no, he, no, yeah. he was he was timely. He knew when he knew when to shoot, and you know he had, he had a purpose when he was putting it up. So he that's probably why it was so good. He was he was a pass first guy, so you knew that he was yeah. taking the, the perfect the best shot in the court if he was taking the three. And he hits the big shot against Houston to get him to get into their first finals. Yep, yep, yep. which was ninety-seven. Yep, uh, yeah, just a, cl- a clutch shooter, man. He hit some big shots against the Bulls too that we'll get into. Yep, uh, that if it wasn't for Jordan, it'd probably you know on replay uh, all the time. <laughs> if it wasn't for, for sure. MJ, um, but that that the flu game, which we're, I guess we'll continue to call it the flu game. Yeah, that, I mean, what are you gonna do? There's not. It. There's not. There's two instances I could think of when I'm watching a sporting event and I'm like in awe of the dedication that somebody puts towards the sport, like putting like their own well-being at risk just just to win. And it was this and the only other time that came I mean it's nothing not even on the same level as this, but it's it's when Jeter like Fell into the stands, went face mm-hmm. first into uh, seats. I, as as there as he's come off the field, he's bleeding everywhere, and it's like, damn, like that guy just wants to do anything to win, even just for out. He's like willing to just put his face into those fucking seats. Like I know yeah. he didn't dive into the stands. I know he just kind of the momentum carried him into the stands, but just the fact that he you know was doing that, and then this thing, same you know, thirty eight minutes, just rehydrates, constantly drinking Gatorade, just rehydrating, and then finding this. Digging deep and just finding a place where, you know, very few people have in their gut and just figuring it out and making it happen and being successful. Not just going out there competing, going out there and winning, putting it all on the court and leaving it all on the line, man. Like, I, I don't remember it ever being a, a, a moment in sports where I was in awe like that. Yeah, it was pretty, uh, it was pretty ridiculous watching in real time, you know, because yeah. they come out. I mean, tough place to play Utah. Utah was. I should have written this down. They lost three games in the regular season that year. Mm. Three home three, three yeah. home games in the regular season. Yeah. And they were undefeated uh, during the playoffs. Yeah, they were a dominant home team for sure. And they're one of those teams to this day. I love betting Utah at home, man. There's something about that crowd. I mean, it's full of white people, first of all. It's the, yes. You know, yes. Elephant in the room. It's just it's yeah. full of white people. <laughs> but there's just something about that team to this day. They're like a great home team and shaky on the road. And I feel like even in their years where they were going to the finals, that was their MO. Yeah. And it still rings true yeah. today. Uh, but, yeah, three home losses all year. Series starts off. They take the uh, – Bulls take the first two. Everyone remembers game one, obviously. Jordan with the game winner. Before oh. that, Malone clanking two free throws. Yeah, they didn't mention that uh, Scotty Pippen trash talk. That little uh... – I was surprised at that. Yeah, yeah I was yeah. surprised at that. That was a obviously a uh, game I was on Sunday, and Pippen goes up to him, tells him the mailman doesn't deliver on Sundays. 
you know, clanks two free throws. Jordan comes down after a timeout and hits uh, his his first game winner over by, uh, Brian Russell. Yeah, fist pump. Who, uh, I, who I didn't realize they talked about him when Jordan was playing baseball. <laughs> yeah, amazing. I had never heard that. Did you? No, I didn't hear. No, I didn't hear that either. The fact that he told them you know, he didn't want to come back because he could guard him or something like that, and yeah, <laughs> he comes back and just abuses him. Yeah. They, they even get the whole uh, Byron Bryant thing. Where Jordan was, t- I think it was in the second one where I still have a hard time. I call him Byron all the time. By oh, now. Jordan, Jordan did it in like a pre- in a press conference or you know not even a press conference, but like an interview or something. Is that what's his name? Brian Russell, Byron Russell, and it got back and like Russell was pissed. Was oh, disres- was it? Yeah, disrespected him, this and that. I think that was the second run of the finals. Well, he spelled his name that. with a Y, man. Yeah, so you, you leave it up to interpretation, man. That's um, that's yeah, you know, that's not on Jordan. Yeah. Um, so that's what made that game five so much crazier, though, is that, I mean, you're playing this dominant home team. Yeah. Who yep. hasn't lost basically all year. Yeah. I went back. I went back before this, these episodes even aired. And I, I, they were on some like a 20, man, somewhere between 20 and like 25 home. Damn. It was crazy. Damn. And just to go in there with the flu and just uh, pull that game out. Uh, just, I mean, just crazy. I, I remember watching a lot of those games in Utah or those series, even like both those series or, or just be like a game of, I don't want to say a game of runs, but there, you know, you, somebody would get up to a lead and you're just kind of, or like Utah would get up to a lead and you would just wait. You'd be waiting for, for, uh, you know, to like miss shot. Okay. You're doing the math in your head. Like, okay, they're down 16 now, now 14 now they miss here. Get it if they get it too, you know, and you're just like, all right, we, there's plenty of time left. And then, you know, they'd come back, the Bulls would make their run, even it up and stuff. And that was, that was that flu game because you didn't know when Jordan, if Jordan was ever going to, you know, be able to, to do it, to compete. And they were down big. And then they even showed in the show where, uh, you know, Jordan had a little run where he kind of got a little burst of energy. He's able to, you know, steal and drive and, you know, kick, find, find uh, open man or, you know, make, make a couple of shots. And yeah, I just, think, yeah. Uh, no, I was gonna say they were down like what fourteen? Did they say in that game? Yeah, they were down quick in that game. Yeah, yeah, right out of the gate. Yeah, yeah. And I remember it like it was yesterday, man. You're just like doing it, like you're like oh shit, like it's second quarter or whatever. Like, it, and you're getting nervous, man, because you don't you don't you you don't see what's happening. Jordan's struggling to, to even like get off the bench, and it's like, yeah. all right, man, like I gotta find it in him. And then you get like uh, somebody would miss down on one end, and okay, now somebody's got to score, and boom, okay, there you go, you're cutting into the lead, cutting into the lead. It was, uh, I mean, those are just nail biting games when you're when you're in when you're into it, like like I was then, mm-hmm. on the edge of your seat, man. Nail biting yeah, all the way uh, through. Yeah, and uh, what do you think? Do you think that? By that point, that maybe was Utah better than some of the teams they played in the past, or were the Bulls just winding down? Probably like a mixture. Uh, you don't you know, want the second. I mean, the know, second. I mean, they struggled with the Jazz kind of in both series a little yeah. bit at times. Mm, mm. Uh, I don't think the Bulls are winding down. I think the I think the Bulls maybe. I think it just takes a toll. You know, you're playing. You're playing a lot, and you're getting banged up, and. You know, doing doing it a second time, doing it a third time, it just seems like a bigger challenge. You know, once you've done it a couple, once you've done it already. 
Yeah. And uh, it just is very daunting. And you're, 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 you're the team with the target on your back. But I think those, I think that Jazz team was really good. Yeah. So, yeah. So I thought they were probably the best team that they played. And they were veterans, too. So it was guys who weren't going to. Yeah, they were veterans. On top of that, they, they, They've been they've been there before. They've played finals games in Chicago against Michael Jordan. You know they yeah. they had the experience. Um, but yeah, it was uh, they they might they might have been the biggest challenge in a, in a number of ways. And talent is right at the top of that list. Yeah, yeah, just a uh, definitely. I mean, definitely better than the Seattle team. Yeah, yeah. And the Bulls were better in '96 than they were in '97, and definitely '98. Yeah. You know, Scott Burrell, I love Scott Burrell, but, like, Scott Burrell was playing big minutes. <laughs> I think at the end of game – I think it must have been 98. I think he was only there in 98. You know, game six, I think he's playing big minutes there at the end. So, uh, definitely not – yeah, I, I think they were kind of winding down. I don't I don't know. Um, but, anyway, back to the, the first series against the Jazz. Yeah. After they win game five uh, – well, first of all, first of all, let's go back – uh, skipping ahead. Final sequence in the flu game. Final offensive sequence for the Bulls, at least. Yeah. The missed free throw from Jordan. Mm-hmm. The rebound. Gets his, gets he, his own, own rebound. rebound. Yeah. Yep. And then the three pointer. Yeah. Mean, you can't. You just can't leave him alone. Yeah. And you can see, like, he gets the rebound. He takes it out. He, get, he gets rid of it. Right. He gives it to. He like puts the Scotty in the post. Yeah. And even when he's off the ball, he just you can see like he doesn't have. He's just waiting. To use the energy that he just doesn't doesn't have it, yeah. And then he, he finally gets it back, and like okay, he puts all that energy into that one shot and trains it. It's like oh my god, the huge shot. guys, the huge shot. guys, guys, just ridiculous. And Jerry Sloan was heated after that game. <laughs> I mean, he was not buying the flu. He just wasn't. He just didn't want to hear about it. Yeah, he didn't want to get, get like he knew Jordan's ass. Exactly, he knew that he had just gotten beat by the best, and like. He just didn't want to deal with that on top of it. Like, I don't yeah. want to hear he was sick. I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, they, I mean, take a big 3-2 uh, series lead. And then they uh, before game six, they get into this stuff with Kerr's father, which I had zero clue about. I knew I knew Kerr's father got murdered. I, I, I knew it was like something overseas. I thought it was like a diplomat or something. I didn't realize it was uh... – a teacher, or a, a dean, or whatever, a president of a school. But I, I thought it was a little different circumstances. But yeah, w- just an, a wild story, heartbreaking story. Yeah. Um, and to see Kerr kind of put it all out there was uh, very touching. And I mean, uh, yeah, that, I thought that was a great question. They asked if they ever talked about their fathers. You would think, you know. Looking for some com- I'm not even looking for some com- common ground, but just looking to bond with somebody over this painful thing, over painful loss. You, know, you find somebody that kind of dealt with the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it was like, no, we never, t- never talked about it. No, yeah, it doesn't surprise me. I don't picture Jordan talking to too many people about that. Well, it seemed like he had his uh, his close knit guys. And he mentioned the um, Gus Let, the uh, the head of security. Yeah, uh, and he said that he was like a father figure, and he said it sounded like he was getting those calls. Um, after the fact, uh, so you probably didn't need Steve to uh, yeah, commiserate well, with over that. Yeah, well, there was an article I, I read today. I think it was uh, B.J. Armstrong was quoted in it, 
okay. saying that Jordan was just too famous to like hang out with them. Yeah, yeah. So for that, sure. like anybody who's that famous, they end up kind of just hanging out with their security, which you saw while he was friends yeah, with the guy Gus and the, the the other guy with the Jerry curl or whatever. Yeah, name? that guy Wozniak. Yeah, that guy said that guy was like the first guy to pick up Jordan when he got drafted. Like he got, he, he had picked him up in a limo at the airport. Gus or Wozniak? I think it's, it's Wozniak. I, th- oh, I think. Okay. Oh no, no, Wozniak's the guy the Jericho. Yeah. Who's who's dead now? He passed away. He I'm, just passed away. I was talking about he. This guy was interviewed in the in this one uh, bunch. Oh, okay. There was a few. Uh, it's, oh, it's, you're talking about the guy who he's like friends with. It's a yeah. friend slash whatever. But, yeah, but yeah, Michael's best friend. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was like he picked up Jordan after he got drafted in, in like in the Chicago airport. He was like the first guy. Oh yeah, that and guy I, looks like he's like buried bodies for Jordan. He, well, yeah, he might have. <laughs> <laughs> he was he, he delivered some checks. We'll, that's, that's why we don't know. Was. That's why we never heard from that pizza place again because <laughs> his body scattered all over. Was taken Salt care. Lake. Of. You know what? You know what was kind of cool. I didn't realize the. Um, I didn't. I didn't realize that Paxson and Kerr overlapped. Overlapped. Overlapped in uh, in Chicago. Yeah, and, and, I was at ninety four. Yeah, and I didn't. It's pretty cool that Paxson was like a, a mentor to Kerr. And it was like, look, here's what you need to do. You need, you know, to to win Jordan's trust and to and to to, to fit in on this team. He's he's got to be able to trust you. And here's what you do. And it's kind. Of, that was kind of cool to me that there was that kind of. Uh, Handing off the baton as this, I don't know, just sharp yeah. shooting, sharp shooting point guard that, that, <laughs> yeah. that you need. <laughs> I never, I never realized that either. So oh, it was '94, so it was the year that Jordan was gone playing baseball. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I don't remember. I mean, I was I remember Paxton '93 hitting that shot against the Suns. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't remember Paxton. I thought Paxton was gone after that, and they brought B.J. Armstrong. Well, B.J. Armstrong was already there, but I thought B.J. Armstrong had taken over, like, the point guard job. He did, yeah. No, B.J. took over. Yeah, B.J., even in 93, I think it was. So they um, had, like, three – I mean, they had three point guards on their team. Kerr, right? Kerr, B.J., and Paxton in 94? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. See, I didn't picture – I didn't know that all those guys were were playing together. All right. Yeah, I always thought thought about it as, like, B.J., and Pax, and then like at the beginning, Paxson was starting, and then BJ started to kind of take the minutes over, and then eventually both those guys were gone, and Kirk came in. I I never realized that, but that's so that's fucking so cool to me, man. That that Paxson was you know went out of his way to do that. And I mean now, pa- I mean it worked out. Paxson's still with the team, so obviously he's like a Bulls Bulls guy for life. So maybe maybe yeah. he already knew what he was what he was going for. Yeah, and it's funny because Paxson and Kerr, I always they're like linked for life. Just yeah. because they were like, you know, these little white point guards that hit big shots for Jordan yeah. at some yep. point. Yep. And with and they were they were always linked in my head before that. I had I had no idea about their relationship. Very now cool. it's even like very cool. Yeah. yeah. Now it's even uh more than I realized. Yeah. Uh so that brings you to game six in uh in ninety seven, where I went back and watched a little bit of this game. Jordan uh I'm pretty sure it's, Jordan has a big game. Drops like maybe okay. 39. I don't know. These all games right. are all blended together, especially the Utah games. He's having a big game, and uh, but it's still one of those like dog fights, you know. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Utah, Utah. I went back and watched a good amount of this. Utah's winning almost all of this game. 
until the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And finally, the Bulls kind of uh, uh, build a little bit of a lead. Then Utah comes back, and obviously the tie game with, let's say, what was it, like 30 seconds, 25 seconds left. Yeah. And the famous scene with Jordan sitting on the bench next to Kerr. <laughs> yeah. I love the Kerr. I love Kerr's talking about it. He's like, you know, Michael's talking. <laughs> I picture like some bad mob movie where the guy's trying to like whisper or something. Trying to be and subtle. The, yeah. And then the other guy just blows it up like right then and then. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I'll pick up the money at uh, six or something. Yeah, I know. And NBA, <laughs> NBA just shoots him a look like, all right, I got you. Doesn't even, doesn't even say a word. <laughs> Chill out, Steve. Chill out. Act like you've been there before, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, oh it's too funny. Yeah, it was great. So yeah, yeah big yeah, big shot from Kerr, and then the Jazz can't even get the ball in bounds, man. Yeah, cool yeah. coach dunk. Yeah, tough, tough end to the season. Then they after that they they flipped it back to the '98 and the end of the Pacers series, mm-hmm. and uh, I got I just I love Bird being just a prick to the end. Bird, yeah, he goes up to Jordan at the end. He, <laughs> He called called Jordan a bitch. Someone go fuck himself. No, I think that was Jordan. I think that was Jordan talking to Bird. Yeah, Jordan talk or Jordan talked some shit too. But I thought Bird. I thought I think Bird told him to go fuck himself or something. Oh, I thought it was Jordan who said "fuck you, you bitch." Oh man, well, I thought the best thing, the best thing from uh, from that was bef- actually before Game Seven was just Ahmad Rashad just hanging in the. In the locker room, yeah, he drops yeah. that line on him. Some can, some can't. He said don't it like tell... two or three times, right? Yeah, yeah he's like, don't tell Scott Burrell you're gonna scare shit. Yeah, I know, him. poor Scott Burrell, just <laughs> getting hammered in this stock. Yeah, uh, get then this um second episode. I thought it started out with a little bit of uh, um. Like, I don't know if it was, like, trying to set, like, what the goal of the last nine episodes were leading up to this. But they talk about, like, how Jordan never thought about failure. How mm. how thinking about failure is a downfall for a lot of people, uh, a lot of athletes. They think about losing or missing or, or whatever. And Jordan's mindset was, like, why would I think about missing a shot I haven't taken yet? And it's, like, it, the the ten episodes – Probably, I mean, there's a lot of highlights in it. It's a lot of ego in it. There's a lot of uh, just the story of how everything kind of came together through the eyes of the winners. But on, there's there's definitely an underlying story about like this examination of greatness and dominance that you're just trying to get. I, I don't know if they really accomplished all that, but I think they, they did touch on it and kind of hint at it a few times that you really, you know, look, look at it for what it is. You know, it's, it's just watching this, this team kind of come together over the years and watch the culmination with this uh, 1998 team and that final shot and everything. And it's a nice, that's a great story that we people want to see, you know, with or without nothing else on TV, people wanted to see this. Yeah. And, uh, but I think underlying it all is this examination of Jordan's competitive drive, Jordan, that, that, that nature and, uh, and what, what it means to not just be, not just compete and be competitive, but to be great and to find greatness and to, and to uh, kind of set the standard and reset the standard time and again, just to keep keep up that level of greatness for as long as either you you want you want to do it or for as long as you're allowed to do it. Yeah. And uh, they yeah I don't I don't know if it, I don't know if it succeeded in doing that yet, but I thought that was kind of a cool way to start that last episode and a nice insight to see uh, 
you know, just was one of the greats is thinking like, why would I think I'm missing a shot? I haven't fucking taken it yet. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to act as if every, every I'm going to act as if it's going to go in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, that's what makes, what makes him a little bit different than uh, a lot of other people, man. Just yeah. that, that mindset that you just can't really teach is that drive. Uh, yeah, it's just hard to uh, hard to replicate. I'll tell you that. And then there's a guy like Rodman who uh, gets his advice from Hulk Hogan, who tells him uh, that there's some things that are worth missing practice for, brother. <laughs> yeah, he had a chance to join the NWO. I mean, you know, <laughs> for, great, for life. What a great, a great line. Yeah, um, so, so that I was think... in the '98 finals. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so '98, and I. Th- in the, in that second episode, there was uh, a little bit of Isaiah Thomas was working like the he was doing color commentary. He oh was, yeah, he did Game Six. He was atrocious, man. He was so fucking bad. Yeah, they just wanted to he get a, a famous face in there. I think you know. Well, like yeah. Doug Collins and Costas. Uh, uh, well, Costas, yeah, I don't remember. I, get, I I don't know who else was in there, but yeah, Isaiah, and they 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 had Isaiah there in '98. And and they're in Chicago. They can't. They're, they're having trouble. They can't wrap it up in Chicago. And Isaiah, Isaiah is talking about how there's a lack of focus in Chicago. That they're looking forward to the parade and shit like that. Like Isaiah, are you fucking kidding me? Oh, because they fo- lost Game Five. Yeah, like how are you gonna say there's a lack of focus? This team is like, proven time and again. They like they know exactly how to fucking laser focus on the task at hand. You know what was ironic though about. Both ends of the three-peat, 90, so 93 against the Suns and 98 against the Jazz, they were almost mirror images of each How other. How so? How so? Um, well, both, neither of them, they, had, they didn't have home field, uh, home field, home court advantage <laughs> in either one, mm-hmm. first mm-hmm. of all. They go up 3-1, and they had both series, they had a chance to wrap it up at home. Yeah. And they fell short. So I don't know. I don't know. I understand. Like, I understand what Isaiah is saying. It's probably the wrong team to say it about. That's one yeah. as that many championships. Yeah, but they te- they tend to lose. They they would lose a game when they could. The Bulls, the Jordan Bulls. You know yeah. what I mean? When they had yeah. to get a win, they would. Yeah. So then they go back to Game Six. They obviously get it done in both series. Yeah. But th- what makes it crazy is the end of game. The end of each Game Six mm-hmm. is I don't want to say identical, but so close because in the Phoenix series, they're down, I believe, four. Right. The, Jordan, the, the Jordan drive. The Jordan drive, which is yeah. exactly what he did yeah. against the Jazz in game six. They yep. were down. Th- Stockton hits that huge three. I was talking about Stockton's big shots mm-hmm. that are forgotten. He yep. hits a huge shot with like 40 seconds left to put them up three. It looks like it's over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yep. then I think the Bulls call a timeout. I believe they call a timeout. And then they they inbounded. Maybe they didn't call a timeout because I don't. He, I think Jordan went coast to coast. Jordan. Uh, nobody they, else touched the ball in that game after that Stockton shot. Nobody on the Bulls touched the ball besides MJ. Yeah, yeah, and it, it was. Um, I think it was Aldridge again who who said it was the like the greatest. Or no, it was Costas who said it was like the greatest. 40 second like run or one of the greatest 40 seconds runs sequences <laughs> you'll watch. Yeah. And it's, and it's that drive and then that steal where Jordan, like he lays it out in, in the interview, he lays it out exactly how it was, th- how he was thinking and uh, you know, how it just 
Rodman and, and him were, were and Malone were banging the whole time. And he's like, yeah. look, he's going to forget that I'm on, on the weak side here. And he came right around, stripped him. And that's one of those moments where you almost don't realize, I still can remember like the surprise I had watching it because you have this script in your head. Like, okay, they're, you either, they're going to get a shot because they're, they're fucking the Utah Jazz. They, they, they're going to get a shot off. You just need a good, you need a good defensive effort. Yeah. Hope they miss, get rebound, a rebound. Yeah. And then, and that's what's going to, and then like, like, wait a second, that, what, Jordan just, wait, what? And then you're, then you're in, then you're in it. And then it's like, wait, okay, now 20 seconds left, Jordan's at the ball, what the fuck, you know, what's happening, man? Like, you're in it. You don't realize how great it is at the time because you're just so shocked by what just happened. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it's just unbelievable court awareness, unbelievable basketball savvy uh, in the the most pressure-packed moments (laughs) of a season. And, and And there's your guy. Take, taking the ball away from the you know from a former MVP, who's uh, you know looking to do damage of his own, and then Jordan's got the ball, does his move on on Brian slash Byron, yeah, <laughs> lets it hang up there in the air like he's in uh, White Men Can't Jump. It is pretty. <laughs> it is so pretty. And nails it, man. Yeah, uh, and that was a tough game because you know Utah's got a little momentum after taking game 5 and then I had forgotten this but Pippen goes out with the back stiffness yeah another and yeah Pippen's a decoy and what, how Utah didn't take more advantage of that mm-hmm. I have no sure. idea well, so yeah. Jordan's got I mean Jordan's got nobody else cuz at this point with the Bulls nobody else can really score besides Jordan and Pippen even Rodman who Rodman was never a scorer anyways but mm-hmm. Rodman is on his last legs too man Rodman is yeah. just out there to get in Malone's head yeah, you know, bang yep. around with him a little bit, yep. and uh, for them to hang around in that game, and I'm pretty, I'm trying to think in that game if they, I think they may have fell behind early in this game too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you're right. Yeah. It, it felt like all those Utah games, like they were down ten, like before you even got comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, you, they would always come out hot, but you know, they just keep battling back, and uh, you know, he, he obviously hangs around enough. And like I said, mirror image to how '93 <laughs> ended because he goes coast to coast for yeah. the layup. And then obviously Paxson bails them out in '93, but in '98, obviously it's Jordan who hits the game winner. Uh, just crazy, man! How everything. See, I mean, I don't want to say everything broke right because obviously they had the best player in the world. That's not yeah. how they won, but just everything always broke right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when it had to, it just came on yeah. bases. Crazy to just. Uh, that's the thing. That's the thing that. When you go back and you see these championship teams, not just the Bulls, but any teams that are dynasties, like, you know, the Yankees in the you know late 90s or whatever, like the margin between winning and losing is just so minuscule, man, mm-hmm. that it's almost remarkable that a team could win six out of eight. Yeah. And not oh, even yeah. play a seventh game in the finals. Yeah, for sure, man. And you, there's so many different plays in all these series where you're like, Man, if that shot doesn't go in, <laughs> you know. Yeah, like, yeah. If this thing, if this thing breaks this way, or this one rims out, or that one rims in, yeah, it's a whole new, whole new story. But you know what? I mean, that's what there's about. You know, twelve guys, twelve superstars sitting on their couch right now saying that. You know, whether it's Ewing, Stockton, Malone, Barkley, mm-hmm. that are all saying that right now. Yep. Uh, and by the way, Reggie, sure. By the way, one thing they you know they do that those uh, trivia things in between commercials. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure they got the Ewing one wrong. Did you see that one? It's, uh, the the guy he eliminated the most is that what it was? Yeah, it said that he eliminated Ewing four times, but he he beat him five times in the playoffs. 
I don't want to crush ESPN, but I mean, I don't know how you're going to get that right. <laughs> was it 91, 93, 90? 92, they beat him in seven. Oh, 91. Oh, 91, every 92, three, 93. Every, the first repeat, they beat him every year. Okay. And then nice. uh, 96, the 72 win team, that was the only team that beat yeah. him in the East was the Knicks. And then people yeah. forget 89, the, uh, the shot over – uh, Elo, Elo, they beat, mm-hmm. they upset the Knicks the following round. That's oh. five times. And I went, Fuck. I went back and even looked as in real time when I was watching last night, and I was like, maybe Ewing didn't play in one of those series or something, so maybe yeah, yeah. they counted. But Ewing played in all those series, so like I don't know how you get that. Uh, wrong. That's weird. Well, they just got a, a little. They, uh, they, it's just they, semantics, they, but they, it's, they, it's a they, big goof. They must have like a, just a like a, a skeleton. Crew working over there. Yeah, I don't. I don't know <laughs> what's going on in the trivia department. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, were you so. were you taken aback when you saw the Cap DiCaprio there? Yeah, wearing that a, was out of left field, man. That was wild. Wearing a wearing a Red Sox hat. Was he? Yeah. <laughs> I did not. I did not pick up on that. I thought he was yeah. wearing some like college hat. I guess it could have been like a Bulls hat. I just assumed it. Was, it looked like a Boston. It was a B. It looked like a Boston Red Sox hat. He was uh, he was already preparing for the departed eight years. In advance. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, no, I did not. I did not notice that. <laughs> um, uh, they, yeah. All right. So I got um, I got uh, some questions for you about how you feel if you feel it differently about these guys, one or the other, um, after watching these these episodes. All right. uh, oh, one was, thing. One thing about the yeah. Pacers complaining about that jump ball that happened with six minutes left. Oh, I Fuck, that, fucking six minutes left, man. They're talking about if, how if they had won that jump ball, they would have won the game or whatever. Yeah, that's there's a lot of time <laughs> left there. I don't, that's that's not yeah. like that's not one of those ones where you're like bounce of the ball could go either way. It's like no, nah, the Bulls like they won that game. That's not one of those ones where you're like, oh man, they really snatched that one away. Yeah, you know, no, like, relax. They're they're the they were the I, best team in the I, East. They I probably think, played in that run, but still. I, I think it was Reggie just trying to find like a point in the game where they got deflated or and what, so they're doing flat after that. Right. And, and the, the director, you know, they got to make it a little bit dramatic. Yeah. I don't know if he was looking for it as an the excuse. The thing I remember but... about that game was the Pacers came out red hot, went up big in the first quarter, I think it was. Maybe they go mm-hmm. up like 10, 12. Mm-hmm. By halftime, it's tied. Bulls pull ahead. It's a close game in the fourth quarter, but the Bulls. You never felt like even you never felt like they were gonna lose. Really, it was a tight game in the fourth. But I never really felt like they were in trouble. It was just one of those fifty-fifty games that you're gonna you're gonna favor to the the champs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's just uh, I thought they made, <laughs> I thought they made too much of that. And Dave, I give David Aldridge credit saying with six minutes left, he thought the Pacers were gonna win. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a horrible take, but I'll give him credit for at least owning <laughs> no. up to it. Yeah, it's not hiding behind history. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, go ahead. All right, so I got a, I got a couple of people that were keys in the in these uh, in these ten episodes in the six yeah. championships, and I just want to get your quick quick hits, your feelings on these guys after viewing uh, the show. All right, uh, all right. So, where, where do you where are you on uh, Jerry Krause? Krause, he just. I mean, the guy did a really good job. He just – he couldn't get out of his way, man. It was just his, his mentality. Uh, I mean, I guess you got to give him credit because the, 
he let them stay together long enough to win six. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how many were they really going to win if he just really stayed out of the way? Seven, maybe eight? I don't know. Um, just a guy who he didn't really, he didn't quite get it. He wanted, like we talked about all the way back in the first episode, just a guy who wanted more credit than he deserved. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, uh, not, I don't think he came. I don't think he came across as like the villain in the in the show. People are saying. Nah, I think nah, he, I think it, that bad. He was just kind of a yeah, just kind of a weird guy, but a, a, obviously as, like a, as successful yeah. a GM as there's ever been, and an, an architect of uh, Dynasty. So, gotta give him credit where credit's due. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't know why he couldn't. I don't know why he couldn't wait to break the team up. But that's just. Uh, I don't know, just a little bit of ego. He made it, first of all, it was personal with Phil. I think we know that. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, just um, all right. not great. Uh, not great. How about, that team up. how about Jerry Reinsdorf before you stay on Jerry Reinsdorf? Reinsdorf comes off like a, such a weenie, man. I, I stand by my original <laughs> take with him. Like, what, <laughs> what did he say at the end? Like, oh, we, tra- we offered Phil his job back. And, but then he, like, contradicts himself, and he's like, yeah, but we wouldn't have been able to pay all these guys. It's like, dude, yeah, when you have wasn't... the best player in the world, man, you bring him back and you figure out a way. You start with yeah. Jordan, first of all. And you know you know, Jordan won't play for anyone else other than Phil. So you start with <laughs> Phil, and then you start with MJ. Yeah, I didn't like him saying uh, that, that well, what, what, well, Jerry Krause would have built a, another championship team in two or three years. Like, no, man, what are you talking about? Yeah. That's not the goal here, two or three years. Yeah. It's got to win the, got to win next one, four in a row. Let's yeah. go. And I get the sentiment of wanting to get rid of guys a year too early rather than a year too late. Yeah, but it yep. just goes to show you, man. If you're you're just quick on the, I don't know, like a rebuild is one thing. Like, but I think you got to like what Jordan said early on in the series. Like, we should be allowed to defend the title for as long as we have it. Someone should have well, to beat us. And I think yeah. part of the legacy, part of MJ's legacy. And the Bulls' legacy is the fact that nobody did take it from them. They just they yeah. went out on top. Yep. Yeah. And I agree uh, with him. I agree with him that like, um, they should have been they should have been allowed to you know, for someone should have had to beat them. You know, maybe it was the Spurs coming and, up. And that mentality though, of cutting guys loose before you know a year early for two late. I don't know if that really works in basketball because basketball is such a star heavy sport. If you have the star just you just you have to utilize them for as long as you have them because you cannot just rebuild and think like okay three years from now I'll have another competitive team. That's not gonna happen. Like you gotta get lucky in the draft. You gotta get lucky yeah. with like a, a, a couple uh, maybe free agents that hit that you kind of underpay and they overperform. Like you're not gonna, the Bulls have only been back to the the the, the, chip, the um Eastern Championship once since then. I mean, <laughs> yeah. they, they 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 haven't had, they haven't done anything since then. So I don't know, like I don't know what. I mean, world. at least let, at least let them go like forty one and forty one before you start talking about rebuild. I mean, they just won three championships in a row. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, yeah, uh, I don't understand why you'd be so quick to rebuild in uh, in basketball of all sports. Where <laughs> uh, how about Phil? Where does, does your opinion of Phil change? Uh, at all or no? I think any, I'm the same. New? On, I think I'm the same on Phil. It feels exactly what I expected. What I expected him to be. He's a little yeah. bit out there, but I think kind uh, you kind of need that when you're dealing with uh, the egos in the locker room. You know? Yep. Yep. It's some, something about like Phil, like just like those guys just gravitated towards him, and 
you know, it obviously starts at the top with Jordan. Oh yeah, he, for he sure. Loved, he loved Phil and, uh, and you know, yeah. obviously you got to get the best guy, the best player on your side. And that's uh, it all trickles down. He did, you know, Jordan did mention it uh, towards the end there where he was like, you know, but what one thing Phil did well was he, he got, doesn't matter how big you are. He, he, he had you buy into that team and that, you know, that was a big part of it. It wasn't just, all right, you know, he, here's Michael, give him the ball and that's it. It's this, this is a big unit. You know, there's 12 guys here or whatever. And you know, this doesn't matter how big you are. Yeah. It is, uh, you, you have to buy into that, um, that mentality. Uh, how about uh, Rodman? Any new thoughts on Dennis? Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's another guy, I guess you kind of knew what you're getting with him. Uh, I think with Rodman, it might be a little more positive actually, because I didn't realize how much of a student of the game he was when they, you know, when they uh, show him watching like the, the uh, what do you call it, the uh, video in the video room, like checking out like the angles of rebounds and shit. Yeah, yeah. I would say that stuff I didn't really realize about him, but that he's basically what I expected. It, like when he's motivated, he's great, and when he's not, he's you know hitting Diamond Dallas Page over the head with a steel chair. Like, <laughs> uh, I mean, it was on an off day, so. Uh, he's, just, he's just out fair. there. He's just a little bit out there, you know? And yeah. He, to me, and this is going to sound like a knock on Rodman, Rod, that guy gets lost on every other team in the NBA probably. He was in a perfect situation playing yeah. with Jordan. You know what I mean? He's not going to a team and elevating them. He's going to a team that's already ready to win, and he's kind of like a final piece. Yes, yeah. That's yeah, exactly yeah. what it is. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's why they they needed him, and he needed the Bulls. Otherwise, right, he would have just been miserable someplace. Oh yeah, they needed him too. It wasn't you know they needed, they needed him too. They they needed each other. It was a match made in I don't know basketball heaven. Match made in heaven hill. <laughs> hey, there it is. There it is. <laughs> Told you I'd have one. Uh, or how about Kerr? Kerr, um, yeah, I like Kerr. Uh, I don't know. They didn't really. They didn't really. I mean, they covered him a little bit in these last episodes. Uh, I've always liked Kerr. Kerr has a lot of uh, he has a lot of fill in him to an extent because, similar to Phil, he took over a team that hadn't won anything but looked like they were ready to win. Mm-hmm. And Kerr is going to get knocked the same way Phil gets knocked for just like, all right, yeah, he's got this great team or whatever. Anyone can win this team. But I think Kerr's biggest strength as a coach isn't necessarily X's and O's. It's just he's managing the egos. He's making yeah. sure, you know, making yeah. sure uh, everyone, uh, you know, everyone stays happy. And, you know, the guy won, what, three? I'm talking about him as a coach. but I, he, The guy won three championships in five years, went to the finals every year. So, doing something right. And yeah, as a player, he, just an app, just a, you know, clutch shooter, you know, three-point shooter. Stevie Pure. Yeah. Steve Pierre. This, uh, yeah, to, to me, this like helped rehabilitate Kerr for me a little bit because I'm a little bit sick and tired of the the Warriors, Golden yeah. State, and he kind of just got dragged into all that. But I forgot how much I really liked Kerr. Yeah, so I like this. Kerr. This got me back on uh, the Steve Kerr train. Uh, uh, Scotty Burrell. Burrell, nice guy. <laughs> uh, nice guy. Too, too nice. Yeah. Um... He know, he smiled through everything Jordan threw at him, man. Jordan was, Jordan just rip him and 
Burrell just kind of smiled and, and laughed it off, man. <laughs> he, talk, he talked so much shit to his face, and bro was like, <laughs> "All right, yeah. Mike." <laughs> yeah, I, I I would wonder, like, I mean, other than what they showed us, like, I don't know. It never really, I couldn't tell like what their relationship exactly was. Was it just MJ breaking his balls, or were they like, did they hang out at all? Like, couldn't tell. Yeah, I couldn't tell at just, all, man. Couldn't really get a read on that. Yeah, he may Those... have just been like kind of a. Uh, not a rookie hate, but, you know, because he was, like, his fourth or fifth year in the league. But he was just kind of like a whipping boy a little bit. Yeah. Was, he got a lot of airtime. I did not expect that at all. Neither did I. Scott. did not expect that at all. There's a lot of Scott Burrell. <laughs> uh, how about Scotty? Scotty's an interesting one. I was going to bounce that one off you. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if this doc is going to – I mean, you watched a lot of Scottie Pippen in general, but do you, where do you think, do you think Pippen is properly rated? I mean, there's people who overrate him. There's people that underrate him. Where exactly do you think he falls? Well, it's I so think, hard. It's so hard. Cause I go back and forth on Scotty. I think like Stockton, he's almost forgotten, not forgotten, but he is um, underrated these like now because the nineties, are, are so far are so long ago now like like jordan okay he's gonna be the greatest forever shaq is gonna be shaq like those guys like a transcendent scotty almost can get lost as, as like this glorified role player which he's not which he was definitely not yeah. um i think he is i think he became a little bit underrated over the years um i think watching this documentary i think people will people will respect him while also it's shined a lot, it's shined a light on some of Scotty's shortcomings, you know. Um, yeah, the sitting out, and the... Sit, yeah, sitting out games. But then in the end, there, there you have him in '98 playing through, you know, stiff back where he can barely yeah, full get the court. Yeah, so you, you, you uh, I think you, I think you walk away from this with a with a greater appreciation of what Scotty meant to to the game of basketball, meant to those Bulls teams. And, and just a reminder of how good he was. I, I, I don't. There's probably a time when he was overrated, and I think the Rockets might have something to do, <laughs> might have a say in that, or the Blazers, or whoever the fuck he played for. Yeah. When they were paying him a ton of money to not be Scottie Pippen. Um, <laughs> and yeah, uh, yeah I, I think he's. I don't know. I, I don't know if he was. I don't. I don't. I don't even remember a time where I thought he might be overrated, but. Yeah, I, I, you're probably right about that, but I think now it just to kind of his appreciation for for Scottie Pippen um, has been solidified after after yeah, these I, episodes. Yeah, I have no idea. I feel like you could pull like a hundred guys who watched Pippen his whole career, like knowledgeable, educated basketball fans, and fifty would tell you he's overrated, and fifty would tell you he's underrated. I think he's that unique of a case because he, you know, he was a great number two to Jordan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think two things that may have hurt him that may that may have like solidified him as a uh, maybe like a superstar high, higher uh, echelon than he was was mm-hmm. two things losing in '94 to the Knicks they came so close if they if he had ever beaten the Knicks by himself oh uh, yeah yeah and who knows what happens maybe they go to the finals maybe they don't that's number one mm-hmm. and number two is. That I don't remember how good he was exactly on that one of those Blazers teams, but the Blazers team that lost to the Lakers, the Lakers 
first it was their first championship team, first time Shaq and Kobe went to the finals. That oh one? That was two thousand. Two thousand, okay. Yes. I don't remember how pivotal he was on those Blazers teams. I just remember a lasting image of him after they lost. I think it was game four. They went down 3-1 in that series, the Blazers. And I remember Pippen just throwing something on the way to the tunnel. <laughs> when they're following him, and he, like hit, he hit down like a stack of towels or something. Mm-hmm. And they end up coming back in that series, forcing a game seven. And they had like a big lead in the fourth quarter before. I mean, that was an icon. If people haven't seen the fourth quarter of Lakers-Blazers from 2000, go check that out. <laughs> the alley-oop from, Shaq to, from uh, yeah. Kobe to Shaq, unbelievable. But well, if, he yeah. had ever, if he had ever went back to the finals with, like, the Blazers and, you know, won another championship, I feel like that could have changed things, too. The Lakers feel, had a like higher they, power on their side. Yeah, something. <laughs> that, that was a crazy fourth quarter. I remember watching that. Uh, but that's two things. If they had won that Knicks series, with the, if he had won that Knicks series, mm-hmm. and if he had gone to another finals, which he was, like, I mean, so close to going back to, I think maybe he would be a little more high regard than he is. With that said, I don't have a great answer for you. I, I don't know. I don't know where Pippen should be rated. He was, uh, a, he yeah. was a great number two. That's that's what I'll say about him. he he was. Yeah, I'm just, I'm looking at this Portland team, man, and it is a. I mean, it's a weird team. Damon Stoudemire and Steve Smith, like what those two guys and Sheed yeah, and so close, man. They're going to the yeah. back, going to the finals. Sheed and Jermaine O'Neal, yeah, fun team. Could have won yeah, that game. Scotty. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's good. That's good call, man. They, they, if 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 he had ever done anything of note without Jordan, and those were his two they, chances. Those were his two chances in my mind. Yeah, ninety four yeah. and two thousand. And, and I, I mean, I'm bringing, up a, that, I'm bringing up that box score right now just because I want to see. I mean, Pippen played forty three minutes. He, uh, he had 12 points, 10 boards in that game. He played 43 minutes, so he was a starter. Yeah, I mean, he was a pretty big part of that team. Not as good as he was, you know, obviously, five yeah, years pr- yeah. prior. Yeah. yeah. Rashid, Rashid had 30 in that game. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's just uh, – it's, it's a real unique basketball legacy with Pippen. Tough, yeah. tough to really judge. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of it's coming in to, like just right place, right time, man. And uh, he even says, I, I owe my success to being around, you know, some of the greats in the game, you know. Like, how he was, right. he, he, he worked hard to get there, but when he got there, he had Phil and, and MJ and, you know, then Dennis. And, uh, I like, mean, if he, he was, never played with, if he never played with Michael, there's no way he's as highly regarded as he is today. That, yeah, sounds like kind of career... that sounds like a knock. That sounds like a knock, but you know. But it's finding he found he found the perfect role, man, and that's yeah, man. part of his part Stay of his career. Lane, man. That, finding the perfect role and, and and doing it like he did is the, the best of your ability. But, uh, but you yeah, can say what, that about a million guys too. So it's not really. I mean, no, who's a... who's Steve Kerr if he doesn't end up linking up with the Bulls and the Spurs? Yeah, or Robert Ory without the Spurs and the Lake. Yeah, yeah. Right, there's a million guys. And Pippen's better than those guys. I don't want to put Pippen yeah, yeah. on that, those mm-hmm. guys' level. But, you know, uh, a, lot of, a lot of it comes down to timing with these guys. But then you also wonder, like, okay, so P- Pippen, if he doesn't play with Jordan, is he motivated to take, it, t- take steps to the next level? Is he able to find that? That's, is he, that's is he able thing, to, yeah. You know, because the, the influence that Jordan had on him, 
you know, he doesn't get any doesn't get anywhere else. Nobody else gets that. Um, yeah, he was a little off, Pippen. Like at if times, he's, I think, like, yeah, and I think that I think they showed that warts and all on this ten, ten, ten uh, these ten episodes. I think yeah. they didn't hide it that it was not always easy to to I don't know, play with or be Scottie Pippen. I yeah. had some issues, not issues like right. He wasn't you know he wasn't he, a bad he just guy. Didn't have, I know he didn't have this the. You know, he didn't have the same uh, maybe drive. That, I mean, no one has Jordan's drive, but you know what I mean. There was times where you feel like, well, you never want to play this game. But, like, you know, if this was MJ with a migraine, yeah. you play that game, it's a stupid game to play because Jordan's in a class by himself. But mm-hmm. when you're playing next to him, that's going to happen. You got to – yeah, you, you bring up a great point because you got to wonder, like, what would happen if he got drafted – he got dropped by the Sonics if he stayed with Seattle? Like, yeah, you know, like what is what has he become? And you could it's a, it's the, the a, thing a wild, is you could say yeah. what if, yeah. And the thing is, you could say that about so many guys though, oh, who, yeah, are, who yeah. aren't who aren't number ones. Yeah. yeah oh yeah, so. of course, of course. Um, but yeah, I think I think I, I definitely walked away from this with a it's a greater appreciation for Pippen. you know. I, I, yeah, not not be, I think it's just been forgotten through the years, and just to kind of rewatch the highlights and see some of that stuff. Yeah, he was a huge. I mean, he's a huge part. He yeah, was he huge, wasn't just huge, along huge. for the ride. And Jordan, yeah, makes not that, at all. Yeah, Jordan makes that clear a couple of times how important Pippen was. Yeah, too. I think he, he says does, with, he with, I think he said early on. He said, "Well, you know, without Scottie Pippen, there's no Michael Jordan." You know. Yeah. So, and then it leaves us. Uh, I guess the last one I'll ask you: What, what, anything comes to light uh, with MJ? Uh, where do you, where do you leave this? I think we'll wrap it up. I think we'll wrap it up after this. Yeah, we won't do that other yeah. thing. We'll, we'll save that for another time. But uh, right. yeah, where where do you, where do you uh, where do you stand with um, MJ after this? I mean, there was a few things that were a little surprising, but I think I'm the same with MJ. Just yeah, I always knew. I mean, you always knew he was a sick fuck. <laughs> you know, yeah. like always, I always knew the gambling stuff and. You know, he was hard on his teammates, you know, punching Steve Kerr in the face, Will Purdue. Mm. Um, yeah, and you, you know, you knew he held grudges. I guess maybe that was a little – that was the thing. Maybe the, the grudges a little bit. Like the way like he that. would just make them up yeah. in his head. Like the LeBradford Smith thing, for example. Like that yeah. was a little surprising. Um, you know, George, they went through three. George Carl snubbing him like – Maybe the fact that he took things so personally would be surprising, but I can't say there was anything where I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe!" Like this, no, nothing really. We, we, me, yeah. There's a reason you're making the ten part <laughs> documentary yeah. about this guy. Like yeah. he's different than anybody else you've ever seen. Yeah, for <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah, I uh, yeah, my my feeling on him is pretty much the same. It just it kind of made me feel like a kid again a few times. Yeah, like uh, we're watching this guy again and. Uh, yeah, the grudges. I kind of like the grudge thing. I just like the fact that he's still, after all these years, just kind of <laughs> first just holds it against yeah. certain guys, whether it was you know Peyton or uh, Reinsdorf, but <laughs> whatever you know, whoever it is. And that stuff, that stuff, I already know about because in his Hall of Fame speech, whenever that was, like he quintessentially, took shots. quintessentially Michael Jordan. That speech is everything you need to know yeah. about the guy. I mean, it's good, good, bad, or ugly. However you feel about it. A guy that people hate that speech. I love that speech. 
No, it's just he's staying true to himself. That's exactly that's why I love it, right? He didn't he didn't yeah. stand on ceremony? This is you know, <laughs> this is who I yeah. am, man. This is how I got here. <laughs> yeah, uh, so but, I would say, uh, yeah, no, no real surprises. It was still great though, seeing all the behind yeah, the scenes and that's footage. Like, but uh, still, yeah, same kind of cool seeing them. This is these two episodes is where we saw the last episode. I think we saw a lot of. Uh, the footage, you know, that was previously unseen. You see them celebrating in the hotel room and stuff like that, and um, on even like Rodman oh, running away from and, uh, yeah. yeah the bus and Rodman running Malone coming on the bus, Rodman running away from reporters and stuff. <laughs> like, for why you having a yeah. reporter or a camera guy who's you know ten years older than Dennis Rodman? As balding fat douchebag carrying like a forty-five yeah. pound camera, he's not going to catch <laughs> Dennis Rodman. What are you doing, making this guy run, man? And then of course he gets out there, and you see you see the guy yeah. out there, and the car's like already in traffic. Like fucking, of course you can catch up to him. He's a fucking world class athlete. They're gonna have the car waiting for him out there. Like, he's not going to be fumbling for his yeah. knees and shit, dummy. Just fucking hang back, yeah. man. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think with MJ. What what struck me the most was how a guy like Scott Burrell or how a guy like Kerr, who, who there's there's uh they talk about how Jordan like abused them, you know he's a bully to them and they talk about uh-huh. him with reverence. I think they know. I think they. I think in their mind like this guy is. It's like you played with Michelangelo, like you played with Da Vinci, like you played with you know one of the greats to ever do it. You just kind of have to sit back and take take you know what they're giving you because you know you need them to be at the top of their game what they're doing out there is so far beyond anything we've seen before that you just kind of have to take it if you want to be a part of it along for the ride and it's not like jordan was abusive like he was doing it as his role as a leader he was doing it well at at times he was yeah i don't know know, that's that's just how he was though that's just the heat of battle and stuff like that you yeah i guess I, i wouldn't call it abusive I would call it, you know, maybe poor judgment. But I, I don't think I, I don't think he was. Like, yeah. um I don't, I don't know. He wasn't. You know, he wasn't hazing guys. You know, he 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 wasn't. Uh, you know, waterboarding. Yeah, guys. it was all. It was all. The, yeah, the name exactly. Of winning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was all in the name of winning. And I think in in Kerr's case specifically, and a few of these guys, I think like Kerr probably looks at Jordan and like. The reason I am where I am sure, today is yeah, because yeah. of that guy, mm-hmm. you know. And again, a lot of it comes out to timing because he goes and he ends up playing for the Spurs, <laughs> who are another great yeah, team a little after different that. dynasty. Yeah. And I think he, I think he knows. Like it's it's easy for it, it would have been easy for a guy like Steve Kerr to kind of get lost yeah. in the shuffle in the NBA. Still would have been a good player. Still could have been on some good teams, hit some big shots. But you get to play on the the Jordan Bulls, the dynasty mm-hmm. Bulls, second mm-hmm. three peat. It definitely did things for your yeah. career going forward. And I think a lot of those guys, like, you know, they're like, thank God he was hard on me and, you know, made me a better player, you know, or yeah. like, who knows where I am today. Yeah. I, you, I think that's the way back, they look You look back, yeah. you're, looking, you're recounting all the wins. You're not recounting all the hard losses, uh, you know, the Jordan. <laughs> yeah, the winning, the winning is we talked the most about important. That, yeah, thing. winning, he yeah, everything. Like, so. You know what I mean? If they lose to the yeah. Knicks in a couple earlier on seasons, we're not talking yeah, about a documentary. And we're probably sitting around – those guys are probably sitting around talking about it. And also I know that Jordan had a big yeah. in the production of this, so I know that you know, they're not putting guys on there that are going to be like, yeah, this piece of shit. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't, 
Yeah, I think that's why they didn't get into like any of the marriage stuff. Because I think his his first marriage yeah, ended bad after after all this. I think poorly. Too, yeah. yeah, and uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, see, I don't know. Like when he got there, if Orlando Woolridge had any problems with Jordan, we'll never know because he was interviewed was was interviewed for it. But like, yeah, so yeah. you know, he's not going to put guys in there. So I, I guess maybe I shouldn't be surprised that they're all saying nice things about him because he was. I don't know if he was an executive producer on this or something, but he had a big hand. I know, and uh, and the, and the he, right, had he had finals yeah, say, yeah. say basically, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, that'll wrap it up, man. I don't know. They got more stuff. Uh, for uh, one, one question for you: Is there? I mean, ten episodes. There's not going to be like a ten episode. Uh, I don't know. Remembrance of any teams I could think of, even like the Yankees dynasties. You couldn't do it. Uh. Is that, what's the next big sports documentary that you would want to see? Or is there, I, I didn't even like prepare you. I didn't, I didn't even think about it. So, this uh, now, so I don't even have, really have one. Next. Like, is there anything, any, sto- any, any story? Out there? I mean, have they done, have they done a Tyson? One? Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know if there's been have a 30 for 30 Tyson. Tyson. That's a good one. Yeah. Tyson. You could do, uh, I mean, have they done any like big, Ali yeah, there's a one bunch of Ali stuff. Done. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think HBO Ali. has an Ali one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it'd be good. Yeah, it'd be good when the Ali stuff. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, as iconic as this, as this uh, documentary. I don't right. Think yeah. No, it's just... But like, you know, down the like down the road, you know, you'll get obviously a Warriors one. You know, you're definitely going to get like a heat one with those, that four year sure, stretch yeah. with LeBron in Miami, but it's not going to be anything. Yeah. It's not going to be like this, obviously. It's yeah. probably just going to be a quick documentary. Uh, basketball is easy to do because you, you get these teams that are, you know, they have yep. these spurts mm-hmm. where they're really good. So you, so you can go back and cover that time period pretty. Uh, yeah, it's all, it's all runs. It's all, I mean, not dynasties, but you get guys who are like, you know, that are going to the finals, right? Or the conference finals every year. And it's the same. Well, I'll give you one. I'll give you one that, that this will be, one will be painful to watch, but eventually they're going to have to do a Brady Belichick. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's going to be one. Yeah. And that's, that has a chance. That has a chance. To That'll be, be a big, big one. Yeah. A big do one. that. You don't yeah. think it's gonna be a, a a Tampa 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 Bay Brady one? Well, yeah, I mean <laughs> that's how it's gonna end. Brady winning uh, winning Oof, the championship in Tampa. I'll I guess. say that. Uh, <laughs> all right, and then um, shit, I had one more thing to fucking ask you. I don't, can't remember what it was now. God damn it all! Should have wrote it down. Um, all right. <laughs> oh, I, I know. I know. They got ESPN's got three more. Documentaries come out. Lance Armstrong won. Um, yes. McGuire Sosa and Bruce McGuire Lee. Sosa. Uh, are you watching yeah. all those? I'm not going to like boycott any of them, but I'm not really interested in the Lance Armstrong one or the Bruce. I, see, I, I'm not really like a Bruce Lee guy. I yeah. know people love Bruce Lee. I just never got really into him. Yeah, I'm I don't not- know. But who knows? I might. I may end up watching it one night at like this one a.m. A few drinks and then like be like, oh, I gotta go. I fall in love with Bruce Lee. I don't know. This might start be. Watching this Bruce might Lee be shit. what what turns you on to him. There you go. Right. Yeah. It's it's not a boycott. Like Lance Armstrong. It, it's nothing against him. It's just I don't really care about. 
It's a great story, him beating cancer. It's just I'm not a it's big into cycling. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, listen, it's 30 for 30. They do a good job. It's possible I watch it. The one I will go out of my way to watch is obviously the McGuire-Sosa one because, again, brings you back to your childhood. And, yeah. And, 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 it's a big part yeah. of your childhood. I, I don't know. It's years. tough to reckon with 98, man, because I was so into it when I was a kid and then everything that came out in the, in the aftermath. And Yeah, that's all right, though. Yeah. It's oh, yeah, for sure. I'm just saying, it. like, it's, it's, it's always one of those years you look back at bittersweet. Like, it, like gosh, rushing home to see McGuire, you know, mash, and then, you know, yeah, everything comes down. It's like, uh yeah, but the Yanks winning the the Yanks winning. That's not gonna be in the like, documentary though. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I'm but I'm saying like looking back, bittersweet, just knowing <laughs> the Yanks won. It's like, yeah, fuck it. Those guys were just hitting home runs all year. Who cares? Didn't mean didn't mean shit, you know. In the, in That's the, uh, right. the wind column. <laughs> all right, man. Yeah, all right. We'll get to that. Do you have anything else uh, you want to add before we uh, yeah. call it a night? Yeah, just follow us at Sunday Poor, and uh, if you're ever in Utah, stay clear of uh, yeah. Jesus, Jesus Christ, stay, stay, stay. <laughs> get the Chinese. All right, but right, well, thanks again as always for listening. We'll <laughs> be back here in a couple of days with uh, some more Sunday Poor. Talk to you soon. All right, peace.